Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 371 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined as always by my mainest man, who hopefully is drinking a little bit of giant's milk to cure his gout foot, Willie Saylor in Eastern Pennsylvania. How are you, sir? Wonderful. Feeling a lot better. Okay, glad to hear that. A lot better. Kyle Bracky is here. He has a, a majestic eagle. And a Denver Broncos helmet provided by one pro bowler, Casey Kreider. And to my left, the wrestling nomad, a.k.a. Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr. That's what you know him as. And, okay, a lot. It's a big week. <clears throat> big two weeks coming up. We're going back-to-back U.S. Open, beat the streets. It's starting to pick up because then we'll be at World Team Trials, then we're in Akron, and then it's all happening. It's all happening. It's Basically, all happening. we had a little lull, lull-ish, as, as much of a lull as you get. And now it's full steam ahead through Final X. So pre-seeds came out, and Nomad and Spay did a did a whole bracket breakdown thing with those. But I think we should start in Buenos Aires, Argentina, where Team USA men's freestyle won 10 out of 10, 100% of the weights for men's freestyle, which is pretty dang good. We sent a, a hodgepodge of a team where you got Burroughs and you got Snyder and David Taylor and Jaden Cox, all these really good guys. And you have some guys that are less proven like Josh Rodriguez, Colton McChrystal, Chandler Rogers. But they all won. It didn't matter who we sent. We, could go, we couldn't go wrong. The team wrestled great. And you can say like with, with some of the guys, the less experienced dudes, you'd say, okay, well, you know, the other teams didn't really send anyone. But then Josh Rodriguez beat Ortega, who's really, really good and beat Gilman at this tournament last year. To which I say, that means something. That's that's a really, really awesome win by Rodriguez. Um, I did not see that coming. But the the talk of the tournament is the win that Jordan Burroughs had over Franklin Gomez. Which was, I mean, it's so, it's so crazy. I mean, how many times have we seen Jordan Burroughs pull, pull up clutch when he had to do it? I mean, it at some point, we just got to go back and start looking at all the times he's done it, it's at least like 30 wins. He's like late takedowns, late scores in order to win. And he does it again here against Franklin Gomez. Uh, Willie, your thoughts on the match? Um, I think it's starting to be not surprising when Jordan comes back and, and is clutch at moments. But, you know, you have to think, why is it? Why was it that close to begin with? Right? I mean, I 
we think. Now, Jordan's going to wrestle close matches. He wrestles 200 international matches. Some of them are going to be close against guys that it shouldn't be close against. But um, I don't know. I think that we can all agree that Jordan's a little bit – he's better than a late takedown over Franklin Gomez, better than Gomez. Did you watch um, them? Did, I mean, to me, it's I, – I thought – I was kind of imp- – one, Gomez shut it down. Uh, throughout large portions of the match. He had his hand on the mat. He stayed incredibly low. So it's not... Franklin Gomez is world-class. It's it's yes, it's yes. easy to not get scored on if, if that's what you're going out setting out to do. Yeah. And he still gave up two points in because of it. But he had a very um, Burroughs-focused uh, game plan going into it, and he executed it darn near yeah. to perfection. Right, he kept it close. He yeah, said, "This is about one shot." He got to his underhook one time, one uh, lock on the leg, and he got the finish and was winning with ten seconds to go. So I, I didn't, I didn't really read it as. I mean, I, there were a couple exchanges there where I was like, "Wow, Gomez looks good." Where where Burroughs got in on the legs. There were some heavy sprawls. I mean, Gomez. I mean, it's crazy to think he was a world Gomez, finalist yeah. at sixty kilograms, and now he's he's warding off defending deep leg attacks from Jordan Burroughs at seventy four. Gomez is good. There's no doubt about that. I mean, he is world class. Um, but I just think, <clears throat> I, I mean, I think that it's re- if it, that match is wrestled ten times, it's not a Jordan Burroughs late takedown to win it. I think there's a little bit more separation. But that's another good point too. You know, you go into Pan Am's. Um, Gomez goes into Pan Am's, and he, he's he, he has time to train for one guy, right? His time mm-hmm. to game plan for one guy, and uh, even at other tournaments too. I mean, I'm sure Jordan Burroughs is Jordan Burroughs not the most game planned guy, most game planned for guy in the world right now. Maybe um, in the history of wrestling, right? Because uh, uh, of his longevity, of his particular style, um, he's very game planned. So that's another that's another factor why he has probably some closer matches than um, you would anticipate. And that's, I'm not trying to take anything away from Frank Gomez. But another thing that was interesting to me is uh, just the sheer numbers. I think it was Gina Perry that tweeted something about Jordan's record at the world level. It's something like – I'm going to butcher this, but it's something like 172 and 7. I think that's what it is exactly. Yeah, it was um, Justin Bosch said it and Gina quote tweeted it. Is that absurd? I mean, that's that's better than like some all timers in college, and he's doing it at the world level. Yeah, no, it's an it's an insane run, and it it continues. And you know how many lose? That's what the one thing I always marvel at with Jordan is how many of his matches are losable, right? Like there, there's a lot of them that have been in the balance. Probably fifty of them have been in the balance late, maybe more than that. And he's just um, it's that intangible thing that's like everyone talks about just being a winner or a gamer. And it's kind of like okay, like whatever. But then there's the. It's just like that's exactly what Jordan Bros is. He's a winner. He's a gamer. He can just dig deep. He's always got that extra thing he needs to win a match. This one in particular, like you're watching Christian. Were you like, all right? Well, Jordan always comes back. Jordan always has some late magic, and I'm watching it. And I'm like. He's there's not going to happen. There's not no, enough time. No, no way. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, with ten seconds, it's it's over. I mean, well, I didn't. No, I won't say that. But I with like he, he could seconds. get us. I could see him just steamrolling, getting a step out, 
which is all he actually needed. But the way, but you could see kind of early on in the first, as early as a 10 second exchange can be, like it was like, man, I don't know if it's gonna happen. And yeah. I mean, the way the 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 finish on that double and that double in general was very vintage burrows, old school burrows. Like you don't, you're not supposed to finish from there. A guy's not supposed to just fall down from there. But he had it in him just to dig deep and get that that get both legs and just run his feet and get the finish. It was it was really impressive. And I don't think Gomez uh, just the onslaught just kept coming. And he wasn't ready to stop it. There were three really concerning moments for me in the match where uh, Gomez was looked in position to score, or like where I was kind of surprised Burrows didn't. The first one, there was an arm drag where Burrows kind of twirled on his butt. That was a really good arm drag that probably scores against a lot of people who aren't named Jordan Burrows. And then there was a moment where Burrows shot and he he was kind of driving across Gomez and he had Gomez's knees together. And he didn't score. Mm-hmm. That one was I was like, mm, that's Jordan normally scores on that. I'm gonna chalk that up to it, it being April, and um, that Jordan's gonna finish that when it comes time for Worlds. And then how about it was so clear when Gomez got his leg up in the air and he was just looking at the clock like I'm going to score with as little time left as possible. And JB basically was trying to take a caution to one. Like he was clearly like going towards the edge. Like yeah. no, dude. Like you're not. We're not. I'm not gonna hang out here. And I mean. Continuation is a thing, so like I mean, they did get the call right. Like that should have been a takedown. But Jordan was like trying to hop out of bounds and be like, "No, like this, this is not how I'm gonna lose this match." So, but th- those those were three moments where I was kind of like, mm, "Interesting, interesting little exchanges." Yeah, it was interesting. Now, I would be remiss if I if I did not bring up the fact that you know, did did Franklin Gomez have a pretty good game plan for Jordan Burroughs? Would we agree with that? Mm-hmm. Pretty good game plan. Mm-hmm. And maybe he has the best coaches in the country that he's training with every day. And maybe that's that's a thing. Maybe that perhaps impacted Gomez's performance. And here's here's where, you know, and I've talked about this at length, but I'll say it again because I'm just trying to paint this picture in your mind, okay? It's the Olympic Games 2020, Tokyo, Japan, Okay. Kale Sanderson, Casey Cunningham, Cody Sanderson are preparing Franklin Gomez and Bexod Abdurakmanov to beat Jordan Burroughs. Here we go. That's happening. And meanwhile, not only are those guys trying to help him beat Jordan Burroughs, an American, but you've got Mark Hall and Vincenzo Joseph and David Taylor and Jason Nolf and Zane Rutherford and Bo Nickel all training with these guys, making them better. Americans. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I said my thing about Cliff Keen. I'm saying it here. It may not bother you. It bothers me. I want America to win. And I really don't want Americans helping foreigners beat Americans. That really bothers me. And I'm seeing it here. None of us think Franklin Gomez is on Jordan Burroughs' level. But I'll be darned if Kale and company aren't the best in the business at game plans and getting guys ready. And they've got a game athlete. Gomez. They've got a game athlete with Gomez. Gomez. They've got a game level. athlete with Abdurakmanov. Gomez is world level, and Bexod's already beaten him. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we we you know you're right. We got on the the, the Cliff Keen athletes wrestling for other countries. We got on we got on uh, New York uh, Regional Training Center training Chimizo. 
right? So right. you're right. Yeah. I'm last thing on this. I'm so happy that Jordan is wrestling overseas. Um, and, it, and again, it's always difficult. It's always difficult to criticize Jordan Burroughs, but I I, I no thought it was good for him no to. Huh? Oh yeah, there were seeds crossed. Well, you know what I mean. Jordan, Jordan did not leave um, the did not leave the country last year until he made the team, and I think it's good even on guys of Burroughs' level to get outside the country and compete. And well, why do I don't you know think, if that no, contributed to him not winning last year, but it was just a fact. And now he's already wrestled twice uh, in, no, in another country before Final X, so I really like that. Why do you guys think – I agree with you. Why do you guys think that we had better participation for our Pan Am uh, roster this year than in years past? Well, it just depends uh, on our elite guys needing or not needing the Open. If they don't need the open, they don't go, you know, the, the, or they'll go to Pan Ams. Mm-hmm. Well, that's typically I, I, how it's worked. Look at our look at no, our roster last year. I bet it was pretty similar. I mean, when's the last time Jordan went to Pan Ams? He didn't go to Pan Ams last year, did he? That was his fifth Pan Am goal. He's, yeah, so he's, he's won gone it five plenty. times. I don't know. I, it just felt like you could be right, but I felt like we had more more league guys there this year than in years past and maybe that's because we meddled at worlds but um i don't know the bottom line is feels pretty good to have a, a close to full roster with that many stars going to pan ams i mean it's some you know at some point you gotta you gotta maybe like wish that the that our continental was a little tougher because i mean some guys oh. just don't go to the continental because it's like who am i gonna wrestle ecuador you know uh yeah no, it, it's 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 tough that you know this part of the country doesn't or this part of the world just doesn't have that many elite guys. And if Cuba's not bought in and sending their guys, I mean, Salas forfeited the finals. He's yeah. like, I'm cool. Forfeited. He's like, I'm out. I thought because I saw it in the bracket, and that I don't know what made me think it was an injury default. I was like, okay, I'll watch this and see how he got hurt. He didn't take the mat. He's yeah. like, I do not want to wrestle Kyle Snyder today. I'll wrestle these other people. Sure, not wrestling Kyle. So I didn't like that, but and also while we're while we're on the topic of Pan Am's, Joe Cologne beat Bond, the returning world champion. Kind of, yeah. It was kind of a one one exchange where he got all his points. He got a takedown off the single and a couple of guts, and uh, that was the that was the difference. He got, it was a nine three final, uh, I want to say. But I didn't realize that or remember at least that Corey Clark also beat Bond like within the last couple months. Yeah, I didn't want to, like, rain on Cologne's parade because, look, anytime you beat a world champ and got the crap out of him, that's awesome. But uh, Corey Clark and Ben Whitford beat Bond a month and a half earlier. And, look, sometimes these international guys, they go to events that aren't worlds and they aren't in the best shape. I have no idea if that's the case. Are you telling me that sometimes Bond underperforms? Yeah. Wow. I don't know if that was the case here, but breaking. And I don't want to rain on Joe Cologne's parade or anyone Valerie see because you beat a world champ. It's awesome, but sometimes we don't see maximized YBR. If well, this was maximized YBR, then Joe Cologne's to look out on. world. Yeah, we but know, we know that it wasn't. And also, I'll we know say that it was not. I'll say this though to to the other end. Even though Bond had like he has a lot of underperforming times. 
it was never against Americans up until this point. How many Americans Fair. had beaten YBR up until Sarah Pilato? Ramos was 0 for. Mm-hmm. Brewer lost to him. I mean, I've watched this guy just ball up Americans regardless of what was going on forever. Fair point. That's true. And I think another thing to take away from it, I don't know, I, I could be wrong, but I feel like I feel like Cologne gutting him is more of a good sign than maybe him just dropping matches to other people. Like, if Cologne can gut him, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yeah. So now, the, as soon as that happened, uh, the, the, the attention turned to, okay, now are you still going to say Soriano's got a shot against him at, at Beat the Streets? Um, to which I'll say yes. Yes, he does. Yeah. Uh, I still think that, that Nick can go with him. But, you know, is it concerning? To, knowing that probably Nick Soriano's biggest vulnerability is going to be underneath and that to see him gut YBR, yeah, that, that uh The point is that Cologne has to get on top. Yes. Which he certainly can, but if he doesn't, then, I mean, look, Cologne's single has gotten how many times was way better. Soriano taken down this year. Michich. Um. DeSanto, Corbin Myers, um, not Dayton. Yeah, I guess. So that happened. Think about many. I mean, Cologne's probably more, certainly better on his feet than some of those guys. But uh, it's Soriano's so tough defensively in neutral. Um, you're right. That's Cologne has to Cologne has to get on top. The way Cologne took down YBR was so violent. Like YBR was. Uh, he looked like he was about to rubber knee, and Cologne just like slammed his knee down and torqued it out. That was that was violent. And then they got in like a crab ride position. I don't know. It was a weird position. Joe Cologne can obviously beat Nick Soriano, especially if he gets on top. But he's got to get on top. He do. He do. Okay. Uh, any other Pan American Championships thoughts? Um, Good. No. Okay. Pan Am Games are. We qualified. I believe we qualified all weights, all styles for Pan Am Games, which is good. Um, and that's just something that's really important to the USOC. So that's why you saw, like, Greco and, and women send a lot of their stars. Men had already qualified, so but that this was is more not the points. But the Pan Am Games is not the one that's an Olympic qualifier, right? Co- correct. Pan Am Games is just – so every continental – when you hear the word games, it's more important, right? Olympic Games, World Military Games, Pan Am Games, it's more important. So Pan Am Championships is every year, Rain, and that's just done by the, the individual <laughs> sports. Pan Am Games is like – the mini Olympic Games for North and South America. Yeah. Reindeer Games, as Willie said. Mm-hmm. Way more prestigious than the <laughs> Reindeer Championships. Reindeer Games is for the – it's the Arctic Continental. All right. Uh, so, United States of America Open. I starts this week. We have the draws, at least for right now, subject to change. They, they could be uh, adjusted, the seeds. But we've got uh, – we got a pretty good start. We could get a jump on them. Should we start at 57 and then work our way? Yeah, let's start at 57. 57 kilograms, where Thomas Gilman is your top seed. Dayton Fix, the two. Zach Sanders, the three. Nato, four. I'm not going to read them all. Pirelli, five. So, interesting little things here. A potential. and Zach I'll... Sanders still involved, huh? Yeah, man. He was on our, <clears throat> he was on our World Cup team. Uh, so, a couple interesting things. Round one or court, yeah, around a 16, Vito Delgado. <laughs> that's very extremely interesting to me. Uh, Piccinini versus Cruz, round of 16. 
also extremely interesting. Now, Nato Gilman could be a, uh, a semi, and Vito Fix quarter, then a Sanders Fix semi. Uh, thoughts on any of those those matchups, Willie? Um, I'm interested. I'm interested in all of them. I think that I think that the the open is the first time to see guys change, evolve, get better, or rusty. I think that if you dismiss any of them, I think you're a little nuts. Um, I don't know. Is there is there one that jumps out to you that's in particular? better than the rest well I, I i think Vito is really fascinating for me yeah he's a really good freestyler uh he i i think he he improved a lot throughout this college season i, I mean I, I don't know i mean i think i think he's got i think he's probably the favorite against jesse delgado but and and maybe fix just tools him up that's that's possible and i'm not sure if they've ever competed against each other but I think Vito's a, an interesting guy. Maybe he he loses to uh, and likely will lose to Dayton, but I'm curious what he can do on the backside. Um, how close yeah. is he to being senior level elite? We know he's a guy age level success, but is he ready to um, go six minutes with some of the best in our country? Yeah. Uh, you, so you have you have Dayton, Vito, Sanders, Delgado in a kind of a quad, right? Yes, in a kind of a grouping there. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, you know, I'm interested to see Josh Rodriguez after like a full kind of cycle thing with with yeah. Penn State. I, I was actually interested to see him last year, and he wrestled. He had his moments, but certainly more of a thing. And you know, the it's not only like can the guy win. I'm not saying Josh Rodriguez can win it. I'm not saying he can't win it either, but uh, at these these guys are this weight is so deep and these brackets are so deep. It's maybe not about who you uh, who can win it. It's about what guys are getting picked off by other decent guys, right? Yeah, uh, I'm always always sign me up for Gilman Nato. I think that's a really, I mean, every time it's a pretty good match. I'm with you about seeing how Vito can do on the backside. The what I think would probably be the third place match is actually going to be the Conci semi if things kind of go as planned because with Vito being the seven, the way he drops down, he would have the Gilman Nato loser in Conci semis. Mm -hmm. So, you, I, so you think you think Vito could be a top four guy? I think Vito is the fourth best guy. I don't think he'll place that high because of where he's seated and where he falls in the bracket. Mm -hmm. But I do I do think so. I I think um, look Pirelli's been around forever. And he had an incredible match with NATO in the 2017 <sighs> third-place match. He really blew that one. But I don't think Pirelli's been that same guy for the last year and a half. Um, look, I mean, Pirelli's, what, he's a vet, right? He might just big brother Vito. But I think I think Vito is probably the fourth-best guy if NATO's healthy. I th Yeah, I, I get the feeling NATO, well, I don't know. He got hurt at Midlands, so yeah. I'm concerned, but... I like to think he's had enough time off, and we'll see optimize Nathan Thomas. I feel like he wouldn't be cutting down to 57 if he wasn't Fair. supremely healthy. Yeah, right? I mean, the reports I'm getting at Columbus is that he's been looking great, but it's like you never, just never know until they get into full competition. And I'm sure, look, Ohio RTC does a great job right, preparing guys, but you just never know until you're in competition. Do you have a hard so, copy of those reports? Uh, I can. I guess I can print text messages if you'd like. Oh, that'd be fine. I'll allow it. Um 
<laughs> all right, all right. Let's let's get Bracky. What's going on over there? What's up on Facebook? What's happening? Thoughts on Fifty Seven? Um, Dealer's choice. There's not much uh, going on on the social medias, honestly. Some dude tried to say Ben Askren doesn't train wrestling anymore. Cool. On YouTube. Um, Fifty Seven. Um, I'm really interested to see NATO. Yeah. That's a guy. You know, I was excited to watch him in Midlands. Sad he got hurt early, but I think if he's on. He can go with Gilman. We saw, I'm going to upload it today, but his world team trials match with him oh my in 2017 when Gilman got that last second takedown. Because um, Thomas Hell would have given Ramos everything in that best two out of three series, and he could have yeah. easily been on the team. Yep. Um, so if Thomas Hell is ready to roll, watch out. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. Um, and, and part of me is like, man, is the, is the NATO-Gilman thing, how much of it is mental with, with Nathan? Like, is it, is it a mental block with... I'm starting to get more, like... I'm like, no, it's just about the rest. I mean, now I'm calling guys gamers. I'm talking about the mental... Like, I, there might be something there with, with Nato and Gilman, but certainly he's got the goods to go with him. And we've seen Nato fix before, and that's when Nathan got his kind of first real injury that we can recall in the U23 finals. Right. Trials finals, Slide that by is. Slide into the table. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's 57... Maybe we'll get into our predictions Thursday. Actually, I don't know what we're going to do Thursday. I I, uh, I scheduled my flight for the afternoon so I could do FRL Thursday, but I think you guys will either be in planes or already in Las Vegas, so we may have to do an audible here. Um, maybe we'll get Willie on location via Skype. I think we did that last year, maybe. Now, th this, one, this time, one Willie, when, if we do a Skype one, you can't just leave and put, someone, and put Spay on. And, and surprised me <laughs> like that. I was like, all right, we'll, we'll kick it to Nomad. In walks Spay. Or no, Willie's coming back. And then in walks Spay. Uh, I went over and got Willie. And he's like, nah, Spay, you go. Yeah, oh, I know. I knew exactly what happened. When Spay walked <laughs> in, I was like, oh, I know. Willie Willi just don't want to do it anymore. So, he, so he's like, no, oh, I, I thought we were out. Yeah, here we go. Here we go with the busyness. <clears throat> well, there, I, there was a tournament starting. Let's go. One. And number two, I thought that we were just uh, on questions with friends. Sorry, I missed questions with friends. You were asked to come back, and you didn't. You ducked. I love for my hey. predictions since I oh, won't be there. But let, let the record show, what did he skip, Kyle Bracky? Questions with friends. Oh, of course. Hey, of course he did. Yeah. Of course you did, you fraud. That's why you're not Listen, involved. Uh, Kyle, I was, I was privy to a lot of people at Flow Nationals giving Kyle tips on next Alien Hour, what to go with. It's, I've got one... I can't say who it's from, but it is, I might need my own, like, we might need to do a, like, a separate episode on this one. Holy cow. This I is got, a good one. I got a police report and everything. There's a police report? <laughs> There's a police report. We've got documents. Yes. You're like Alex Jones now. Yeah. You got the actual documents. Yes. Did you, did you file and a Freedom is... of Information Act? No. Wow. I've been leaked this information. Wow. And leaked correct me documents. if I'm wrong. I don't know if it's going this direction. I'm pretty sure I know what it is, but I'm. But, but correct me if I'm wrong. Is this more of a? Is this a plot twist here, Piles? This is more of an urban one, correct? Um, uh, no, not really. It just <laughs> no. really happened. All right. Sounds urban. There isn't. There is an urban one that I was. Made aware yeah, of. I got. I seriously got a lot of them this weekend. That's awesome. Yeah. They love Alien Hour. Yeah, it's undeniable. Great. Someone someone asked one of our FRL questions is can we do Alien Hour at the B 
beginning of the show or the end. I said no. Can we do an actual hour of aliens? Or yeah, or an actual hour. Okay, next, um, next one. Sixty-one kilograms. You know, here's on on the one hand, Tony Ramos at the five. Well, that just seems kind of silly. But on the other hand, it's a pretty dang good draw to be opposite of Brewer, who who teched him, and Graf, who's always wrestled him tough. Now, he is on Clark's side, so we're gonna have that Iowa Iowa thing, but. And Clark did beat him at AWL, which is definitely notable. But why um, is uh, why is Brewer so low? The, yeah, I th- that jumped so out to me too, Willie. That that is why. So what, like I he had a, I know he had a bad performance. He had a he had a rink a rough performance somewhere. However, like uh, resume, like all things included, six. Did they not see the mic'd up with Sebastian Rivera when he beat Spencer Lee? That's got to get you. How does that not get you to four? That doesn't Seriously. get you to four. I don't, I don't understand how they see these things. Well, so this is weird, and and this is why. So I was, CP was like, "Hey, you should do your predictions for seeds," because we're like, these aren't going to come out. And then they tweet out from Pan Am's like, "Hey, working on them." Anyway, I was kind of doing them conventionally. I was like, "Okay, Ramos has made five straight national teams. He's going to be the one seed going down." And then I was like, "Crap." He lost to Corey Clark. They're not going to – no, they're not going to do this. Sure enough, they did. And then uh, Ben Whitford beat Corey Clark in Cuba, so that's how Whitford ends up. But Ben Whitford got third at Dave Schultz, and Cody Brewer won. Now, what they're what they're clearly doing, which is, it, which is what Willie's alluding to, head-to-head. is – well, there was no head-to-head, but right, he still finished Brewer. ahead of him. But right. Brewer <laughs> lost to uh, – Darius Little and Tyler Graff last year at the Open and didn't qualify for the trials. That is insane. But if you're going to use the win for Clark over Ramos in November, why would you not use the the USA Wrestling sanctioned event where Brewer finished ahead of Whitford in January? Yeah, what were even the weigh-in rules for AWL? Was, I think it just, it was, was it walk in and wrestle? Well, I think it was, was satellite <laughs> weigh-ins the day before. I think it was plus three, but I mean Schultz is plus two, so I don't know. It, that the, the the seeds. I as soon as I like realized the the Clark like remember the Clark Kramer thing I was like there these seeds are going to go to hell. I mean it's and tough, right? It's you have to weigh recency with full body of work, and I understand it's tough. It just it doesn't seem like I don't know. I don't have an issue. I honestly don't have an issue with it. I think. You know what? These guys don't. If you want to be seated higher, if that's something you're really concerned about, you need to compete more. You know, Tony. <clears> Dunn, yeah. Tony it just it does much. jump. It does jump off the page at you, though, don't it? Seeing Brew that well. For sure. So, um, what what's? I don't know what to, what to make of this Brewer Whitford Graf side. Uh, last year, I picked Graf to win the whole thing, and he didn't. And I kind of want to pick Brewer to do it all, but like, I don't know. Have the results been there? I just think. Now he's in transition. We should mention Cody Brewer to Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. I, kind of, yeah, I wanted to talk the, about that too. Let's just talk about that right now. We can, we can jump back to 61. So uh, Brewer was a, an assistant at Northwestern, now goes uh, to the finest state in the union, Virginia. Going to live in Blacksburg, coach at Virginia Tech. And I love the hire. I mean, I, you think, you know, I, I kind of have a soft spot for the Virginia teams for sure. And I think he's going to be great for their lightweights. And just watching him – you know, we're watching mic'd ups when we're watching, you know, you go to tournaments and you watch him interact with the guys. And it's pretty clear that, that Brewer's got a bright future in coaching. 
Uh, I love the hire, I think, uh, for the same reasons. First of all, um, you know, he's active. Um, I think he, he certainly gets guys better. He forms good relationships with – I mean, some guys are good coaches and, I don't know, they don't have the relationships with the athletes that they do. I, I think what you saw out of Sebastian Rivera and Cody Brewer was something that was kind of special. Um, so that's a good sign. Um so I think it was a home run hire, but I think the biggest takeaway for me is that now I, I this isn't I didn't see this on paper anywhere I didn't see this reported anywhere but the 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 salary that he's getting I think that it's real it's good so to me it's like there's more money being invested in coaches I think that's a really good thing. I think mean, that's one of the biggest takeaways for me. In well, this whole of course, thing. yeah, 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 uh, absolutely. And I think I think one thing that's, you know, where, where my mind goes is like, Virginia Tech is all in on wrestling, and it's really, really important to them to do good. They've invested in Coach Roby. They've invested in a lot of different things. They got a great facility there, and you know, Northwestern is awesome. And I actually I give a ton of credit for the job. Uh, Coach Storney has been able to do there, but man, it, it's they have a hard time keeping people there because, I, in my opinion, Northwestern, from an administrative standpoint, is not all in on the sport. They have maybe one of the most the smallest roster caps there. Um, I don't know how they pay, but but Evanston is extremely expensive place to live, yep. extremely expensive. So Brewer, he's probably you know he's young, he's probably like man, I can live in Blacksburg and make a lot more money than than if I'm here. And uh, so so I feel a little bit for, for Coach Storniolo because it's, it's tough. And I do too, but you know what? The thing about Storniolo in Northwestern is there keeps being like, I don't want to say doubters. They keep being relevant. They keep, they keep producing guys. I mean, they'll lose the coach. They'll lose this. They'll lose five blue chip wrestlers. And they come back and they put a good product out. They do. They're, they always have somebody. You know, they have a star. Yeah, and, and it's not just, you know, they got Rivera and Deacon, but they also, you know, who's Conan Jennings? El Diviaz. Right. These guys. You know, these guys. They're, they're, so I think they do a really, really good job there. I, I I think very highly of, of Northwestern as a program. I just think it's hard to win. And think about what they could be. Michich was on that team. Nick Renan, Cassiope. Um, Caroli Beard. Caroli Beard. I mean, think about that team if those guys just stuck to where and went where they said they were going to go. Well, mm-hmm. and that, that gets to another thing. So more expensive place to live, harder to get kids in, right? I mean, Northwestern is right up there with – you know, kind of Ivy League caliber, right? Oh yeah. So, yeah, it's it's pretty impressive that Coach Storniolo is doing the things he's doing and facing all these challenges. Yeah. So you know, speaking of um, speaking of expensive places to live, I don't want to derail the open talk because I'm all jazzed about it. But I mean, we have to talk about this Maryland job search being strung out. There's still no candidates, and what well, oh, I mean. Christian, obviously, you're probably on the phones and in contact with people more than I have been the last couple of weeks because it's been hectic. But um, the thing I keep hearing is salary and cost of living. 
Yeah, uh, College Park's an expensive place to live, mm-hmm. but um, we're going to find out soon. All right. Very Is soon. Is that your season? Is that a country song? Cost of living tying going up? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know that one, actually. Brecken, no, you know that I, one? I, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I got you. But it's something twisted, though. It's like the high cost of living. It's like a dark metaphor. Oh, yeah. Ronnie Dunn no knows it. Cost of living. Who 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 sings it? Ronnie Dunn from Brooks and Dunn. Oh wow, Ronnie. No, that's not. That's there's not a country the song I know that y'all don't know. That's surprising. I know Baltimore County knows that. I'd never heard it. No, no I'm okay. thinking of the Hank Williams one. Oh, okay. Got it. You know what uh, I'm yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That is a dark one. <laughs> okay. Uh, boot scooting boogies. Back to sixty-one. <laughs> back to uh, um, back to bre- total brewerization here. Who, who? How do you? It's so tough to make predictions here. Like Tony Ramos, yeah, he's won it three times or whatever, however many. Uh, I'm sure he'll remind me if I got that number wrong. But he's tough to pick to win here, even though we've seen him do it. I I wonder about him at sixty-one. First of all, I think. He's always competed better at 57, mm-hmm. right? And all his open titles are at 57. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little – but but then again, this is day of. He's 61 kilograms. Uh, I, I think it – you know, he's a 33 in, in college, so I don't – I think he'll be adequately sized. But, man, if Brewer's down there, that we've seen that's a tough matchup for him. And Clark's already beaten him. and So I don't know who I'm going to pick here is what I'm basically saying. <laughs> I don't know. I have no clue at this weight. I don't either. I'll probably pick. I'll probably pick right before the finals. I'll have a better idea. <laughs> I'll have a better idea. I said. I text Tony. I'm like, hey, are you coming to Flow Nationals? And he said, no. I got, I got Flow Wrestling uh, predictors to prove wrong. Oh my gosh, Tony, you weren't entered. <laughs> no one, no one picked against you. He wasn't even in, entered. They so went that back point. and edited it and picked him second. Yeah, he picked you to get second. So, yeah, shout out to the haters. Um, I got Ramos. You got Tony? Mm-hmm. Oh. Man, although I went back and watched that Nico match from 2014. What a uh, awful match that was. Horrible. And the, the almost takedowns? That was – What uh, was the uh, – what was the insane Ramos match from the Open last year? Last he was trailing – well, he yeah. was he was tight with Josh Rod. Yeah, but there was another no. one on the raised mat. I don't, I don't remember. I couldn't tell you. I mean, he he beat he, he had beat a late, freaking he had Dayton. A late one. He had a late takedown against Dayton. Wasn't even a takedown. It was a, or exposure. Yeah, exposure off the slide by. That that one stands out. So maybe it was that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who I'm gonna pick, and I'm not. But I don't know who to yet. pick. I'll right. pick. I'll pick. I ain't picking yet. Neither. Before or just after the finals. I am so curious. First of all, I'm so curious about Whitford Brewer. Is it? I'm. I'm all in on Ben Whitford being back, and then either of those guys against Tyler Graff. Where does he even train? He. He is. Okay, I was given conflicting reports. Oh my god. <laughs> first, we don't even know where he at lives. At first, I was like, I was like, okay, this is obviously Cliff Keen, and I think he was even registered in Cliff, Cliff Keen, and then somebody. <laughs> I think it was like Yaya Thomas's dad was like training right here in Evanston. So I don't know. I don't really care. Ben Whitford's back and it's awesome. He doesn't care. He could care less where he trains. He could care less where he trains. He just wants him to enter tournaments. So yeah, all in on Whitford. Now it gets really crazy here. Freaking oh, does it? 
What? It's 65? Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, it, it do. Um, so, sorry, I had the pictures here. There we go. Um, now, J-O on top, Zane on bottom. Now, McKenna's the three, Molinero four, Yanni five, Ironman six, back to the Food Trail seven, and on and on. Josh Demas, Colton McChrystal, eight and nine. Some really interesting early matches. Dean Heil won two NCAA championships, and for his trouble, he is the 15th seed, and we'll see Zane Rutherford in it was, the round of 16. It was Sanders. Remember that sanders uh, toy well, match? Yeah, he gave up an arm throw early, and then that was it. Yeah, you got – yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. So let me think here. What what is interesting here? Well, Yanni's path is insane. He'll have Meredith in the round of sixteen. That's an NCAA finals rematch. Then uh, winner gets Molinero, and then the winner of that gets Jordan Oliver, which is crazy, crazy top side. And we'll see McKenna wrestle Ironman for the fifteenth dish time. They wrestled a lot of times. And <laughs> uh, what? What's the schedule? Is semis on day one or day two? I think they're day one. In the I'll e- let you know, evening man. sesh, we've got the full full schedule is on uh, the site. Apparently, maybe I don't know, but the junior finals are after the senior finals main event. That's yeah, correct. That so out. Friday, um, wrestling starts 9 a.m. and then semis will be at 5 p.m. These are all Pacific times, by the way. And then um, the senior men's freestyle finals are at 2 p.m. followed by the junior finals at 5 p.m. That'll be lit. All right. I don't know why, but it's happening that way. People got plenty Actually, match, I guess. all of the uh, junior placing matches will be after the senior finals. Okay. All right. We don't make the rules here. There you go. But that's how it'll be. Um, thoughts on Yanni, Yanni's draw. Yanni Molinero. Is Molinero a horrible matchup for Yanni? Not horrible. Willie? Hey Willie. I, I mean, I don't think I don't. I think it's, I think it's probably one of the worst matchups. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it, as far as like guys that are gonna. Yeah, that's a horrible matchup for him. Okay. I mean, as far as matchups goes, um, I mean Frank pretty much stays at home, and when he go at, when he shoots, he goes really hard. Uh, you know, he's not a guy that. You. Right, he's not a guy that drops on an ankle and then figures it out while Yanni's also figuring it out and 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 countering you. So, yeah, that's a tough matchup. I, I I look at that, I look at that quad, or you know, Jordan the one, Frank the four, Yanni the five, and like my head explodes. That is wicked. It's wicked. And I saw Corey Cooperman put a, a picture of Jordan Oliver. Uh, that guy looks so sucked out right now, which is good. Yeah. Which means he's he's light, right? That's good. But at the same time, I was like, oh, Jordan, just. Can I can I mail you some water? It, it hurt me. Yeah, that was that was my thoughts precisely. One, good to see he's already down to weight. I mean, the first reaction is, damn dog, you sucked out. The second reaction is, thoughts well, that's good because we've we've actually seen Jordan. I remember a few years ago at the Open, this dude had like two minutes to make weight. Oh really? Like he was, yeah. Yeah, I he almost like I was back at the scales and he went they were like you got 2 minutes and he like ran to the bathroom, ran back, 
and made waves. So um, I guess what I'm saying is, looking at him, he's not he's not taking it down to the wire, right? It's it's good that he's down early. Right. He's, he's handling his business early. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's going to be the big thing. Jo and Molinero, two day weigh ins, scratch both days. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. Uh, so and yeah. then Jo had to do that at Koloff, so it's not the first time he's been down. Mm-hmm. Which is which is smart of him to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whereas Molinero, this will be his first foray into it. Now Zane Rutherford, I mean, you already have proclaimed that Jordan Oliver is going to win this tournament. You're gonna make. Oh yeah, yes. You you yes, left yourself no outs. There's no wiggle room. Yes. Um, I believe Jordan Oliver to be the best man in this bracket. It is freaking stacked, as evidenced by the fact that there's 16 seeds. Mm-hmm. But all things considered, I think Jo is the best guy, and that will be my pick. And if Zane would well, like to I'll flip say... me the birds, which he won't, because he's a nice guy, uh, when he wins, by go ahead. What if he did? What that would be amazing. What if he went double barrels at Nomad? <laughs> Freedom. Who's Zane? Yeah, just two middle fingers. Awesome. And he just goes, what if like Zane's like, you know what? He'll turn right now. I'm the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, I'll you think you're the bad guy? No, it's me now. Um He Okay, so early on at Koloff, and this is another reason why not just making the weight, but wrestling after he makes the weight. Sounds like a no brainer, but um that's a thing. He looked a little uh, fatigued early. Okay. Um, I would not like his chances as much if he was wrestling Zane shortly after away. And I like his chances a little more against Zane when semis are Friday night. He weighs in on Saturday morning at seven o'clock AM. Oh my gosh. And- and he doesn't have to wrestle Zane till two. Yeah, it's seven hours of recovery. It's not bad. It's not bad. So he will have time to recover. Uh, do do we see? I I think Zane has got a great draw to make the finals. I I don't I don't think McKenna matches up particularly well against him. Uh, and you know if Ironman beats him, okay, but I, I don't see that happening either. We've never seen Zane McKenna, right? I don't think so. Because the overlap, because so. Logie was still, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we haven't. So we haven't seen that. But uh, a- anyone picking anything but a Zane J.O. final? I, I'm picking Zane J.O. final, but Frank scares me. I think, I mean, I could see that. I could see Frank coming out of that. Frank's, a, Frank's tough, man. Yeah. Is it with with Yanni? Is it? I mean, I wrote it both in the preview and then said in the the bracket breakdown yesterday. Like, is it just Yanni's a kid and he's dealing with grown men? And Yanni will at some point be there, but just right now we he, we just don't expect a twenty year old Yanni to be able to take these guys out. Because a twenty year old Yanni, yes. Because you think about Kyle Snyder at nineteen and twenty was a man. Mm-hmm. Yanni doesn't have that you know, man muscles thing yet. He's strong and good. He's amazing technically. But I, I just think at this level, that that should, that's going to matter some. Does it change your mind at all Whoa. that Otaguro was, is the same age as Yanni and is a defending world champ, was the 54 kilo cadet world champ the year that Yanni was the 58? 
cadet chair. No, it's, a, it's just I'm just thinking of matchups. I'm thinking of, of strength. Mm. And, and it's not like y- Yanni is undefeated national champion this year, but it's not like he is just head and shoulders zaning these dudes. Right. It was hard to beat Jaden Ironman. It was really hard for him to beat Joey McKenna. Mm-hmm. And I don't think any of us are putting those guys in that top tier. Now, Yanni's thing is freestyle, and his upside is out of this world Olympic champion good. I just don't know if it's – I don't know if it's yet. I don't know if it's this week right now. By the, by trials, it could be different. Sure. Because that's well, another thing. I, I, I feel like the more he's in the environment and, tr- and wrestling these guys, he's a guy that's going to evolve and improve. But he hasn't been in that environment against elite – freestyle guys in a while here's the other thing with, that's with what that's yanni. where i was at that's where i was at i mean yanni yanni can freestyle there's no doubt about that but when is he had when's the last time he did i mean he missed several off seasons right last year he was out completely the year before that he lost to deacon and then at, at the open and then did not wrestle at trials because of injury or illness right. or, or something so yeah he's 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 had to miss some time for that. Here's the other thing with Yanni. If he if he doesn't get it done, at, which is by get it done, I mean win the Open, then he has to make the decision, do I just go juniors at, at the trials mm. in Raleigh? Do I pull double duty? Now, I, I definitely think Yanni wins junior trials, but if he pulls double duty, that's a lot of matches. That's a lot of weight. That's hard. Yeah. So... I don't I don't know. And and I think they're gonna decide Yanni Yanni wants to wrestle in the world championships this year, whether it's junior or it's U twenty three, whether it's senior. They're gonna try to get him on a world on a world team. So he's gonna have yeah, a lot of decisions man, I, to make after after this. Yanni, you should start yeah, entering Greco tournaments right. like Adam Kuhn too. <laughs> you can up your probabilities if you start going Greco. I think I think it's probably the right call. Uh Yanni wrestling seniors, see how it goes. See how it goes. Maybe he wins the whole thing. Maybe he takes fifth or eighth and uh, at that time determine what you're going to do. I, selfishly, I like the, I like our junior squad. I would love to see Yanni on our junior team. He will he will replace Andrew Alirez. That that will be his main competition, right? Alirez yeah. going 65. Yeah. So we're going to be okay at 65, whether it's Yanni or, or Alirez. There are even tools in there as well. So, yeah, we feel really good about 65, but it's a matter of how many time, how many matches does Yanni have to wrestle in Raleigh. Right. So that's 65. Any parting thoughts from any of you on this weight? Um, I haven't really wrapped my brain around it. Is there anybody let's – just, let's just say this for the weights we've went through, uh, 57, 61 – 65 who is not in that is a factor um obviously cologne but that's you know he won't enter because he's in final x uh right right 57 i feel like everyone that's all the all the players are are there so that's everyone this it's like the the our our rep will be have been in this field at the u.s open okay right Right. 61 cologne and no nation yep and no Suriano, if he's a factor, uh, we'll we'll find out at Beat the Streets where he kind of stacks. And for the record, both Nation and uh, Suriano are qualified for the trials, so they still have the ability to make that decision to wrestle next month. Oh, so so back to fifty. Are we saying no um, Spencer? We don't expect Spencer. No. Nope. 
And then, okay, so 61 is 61. And then anybody missing from 65 that's a fecker? Logan retired, so I would say no. No, I think that's okay. it. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of any 49s, that, but no. So, okay. uh, say it. Could, could, could Ashnall, he just wrestled 70. Oh, yeah, Ashnall He's, he's wrestling sure. 70 at uh, Beat the Streets. Could he go 65 for trials? I think he'll go 65 for trials. I think he should, and I think yeah. he should too. So that's one more. Guy also, that's in the mix. final X is at Rutgers for sixty-five. That has to. Oh yeah. He would have. You know, you got to do it. You got to make it. That's hard. But, and honestly, you know, if that was his plan, you would think he would want to go to the open because if you make the open, you're automatically in. But right. it's going to be hard. E- either way, he's going to have to beat a lot of guys he's not favored to beat to to do that. And he may say, "I got a better shot at 70. even though I don't know if he's so- adequately sized for seventy. But how sick would it be to see him against Nolf at, at that one? But speaking of 70, Nolf Green, same side. Mm-hmm. That's juicy. Uh, I guess justifiable, um, even though, you know, you see some of these other, you know, Sorensen. Well, I, I would favor him justifiable over based on. It's justifiable based on Sorensen's um, international wins, right? Is that where that is that where the Sorensen over Nolf thing comes from? Yeah, Sorensen, had, you know, he did Schultz, he did Pilato, so he's been more active. I mean, right, Nolf took a whole year year off, so now he did make the national team in 2017. He beat Nazar in the third place match in Lincoln, so he's ahead of Nazar, who also was out with a what do you have a torn pec? Right? Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, when when guys don't wrestle, it's hard to give them that bump. Yeah, so, but what we do get is, what, no, Nazar versus Nolf is a interesting yeah. quarterfinal. I, I mm-hmm. You know, we've got, my little picture has green and Nolf semi-circled, but I, I'm looking at that and saying that's, that is a really interesting match. And, and Nazar is a savvy freestyler with a lot of, you know, he's got some dynamic stuff. I, obviously, I'll favor Nolf. I think Nolf. Nolf right now is is my pick to make the team. That could be really stupid because James Green, but James Green's good. He's my pick. Yeah, but your point. I mean, Nazar. I mean, Nazar can throw right. Nazar can get fours. So it's it's more. There's a lot of fireworks potential in that match, right? And you know, in freestyle, things start happening. All of a sudden, you're down six zero. Yeah, it's a little tougher to come back. Uh, actually, not. It's easier to come back in freestyle than it is in, in folk style, in my opinion. Uh so yeah, that's that's really what's interesting. Bottom side, you know, Sorensen, Pantelio, Deacon, and the same group of four there is kind of fascinating. Um, I don't know how they put Kalika ahead of Deacon based on what Kalika has been doing this year in freestyle. Maybe just because he enters tournaments. Yeah, and then well, Pantelio I don't think Deacon, we've seen that one a lot. I don't know. I don't think Deacon had a great year last year, did he? How much did he do? Wise? So at the trial, the, neither of them made the national team, but in the trials challenge tournament, uh, Pantaleo beat Deacon for third. Got it. Okay, so in, any thoughts here otherwise on, on seventy? Nolf Green semi. Cham- I got Chamberlain really. coming out of the bo- bottom. And that one's huge because the winner makes it final X. Yeah. So Green, we we're we're saying the Green Nolf winner will likely. Be the the guy who wins the spot of final X. That is my opinion as well. Yeah. Seventy four air frayers back. 
He'll have Lavalley in the round of 16, then Imar in the quarter. And, you know, I was talking about this with Bracky. I was kind of like, well, it doesn't matter. But then you look at this, and you look at the other quarters, and Imar's got a really – I mean, that's that's an Olympian, right? That's a guy that's been there, super experienced, and that's a pretty tough quarter for your one seed. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want it. I think <laughs> Frey's going to look really good. not saying he's going to be Imar, but – that's not the guy you want to see in the quarters. Bracky does not want to wrestle Jared Frere. You heard it here first. Yeah, I don't. Wow. <laughs> what a coward. Uh, then uh, the bottom, to me, is really fascinating because you got uh, Wick. I'm extremely excited to watch Anthony Valencia. I'll leave it at that. Tommy are, Gant. There yeah, there's, there's people saying that Anthony Valencia is looking really good right now. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm excited for that. I wonder if Valencia can make a run. Gant is super savvy, and you know, Wick and freestyle is interesting as well. Yeah, Gant. Um, Gant's a guy who, in classic NC State fashion, right? He wasn't that guy, and then all of a sudden he was a two seed, right, an All American for for NC State, and then on senior level he was doing fine, doing fine, doing fine. Um, beat Valmont last year at the trials, and now he's you know he's wrestling a bunch of college guys, and this is a guy who's been on the senior level for three four years now. Um, so can those college guys, right? Can Valencia Wick beat him? I didn't pick them to. So I think yeah. Tommy Gant's really good. And super long, right? Great pace. So Any concern long-term here at this weight, Jordan Burroughs might one day retire from wrestling. It could happen. He could no, age. He won't. Yeah, you're right. Never mind. We'll move stupid. on. I was just going to say, well, hypothetically, um, we don't – we're not super deep here at this weight, right? And if Dake's, like, not coming down, and even still, even if Dake does come down, how much longer is he going to wrestle? Bro, we got Makai. Okay. He pretty I good. don't know We got how Junior long. World Champ that just knocked off the two-time NCAA champ. He's not wrestling this year, oh. but, you know, he's 19 know years old. I don't know how long old. that dude can make that weight. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know how long he can make that weight, but I think you'd see the – landscape dramatically shift if there was no such thing as Jordan Burroughs uh, in the field and maybe even <clears throat> I don't know depending on what Dake does um, I think you'd see some guys I don't know maybe would Mark Hall change his mind would uh, Nolf grow and bulk up you know I think that you would see some different stuff happen Nolf's one of the few Penn State guys that really never got bigger i mean he's five years at 157 yeah and i i yeah. think when he got there i think they kind of anticipated him growing out of that eventually i think that was kind of the talk but i don't know if he never did or he just sucked it up and cut the weight because it was better for the team but uh, he's been at around the same weight range for a, a long time so i don't i guess he could i have to figure he goes up to 74 when when the time comes and when he has to make the choice but well two points there First of all, what was he his senior year? Because he wrestled McKenna, who's number one. Thirty-eight. I think he was thirty-eight were, as a senior, right? So he did. I mean, he did grow from that. And then apparently at the Penn State social after NCAA's, like at the the bar, or whatever, next to the arena, he said he was going seventy-four for Olympic trials. Well, there you go. That's Which good. like duh, duh. But also maybe not duh. I don't know. We've seen more audacious cuts down to sixty-five. James Green. James Green. God. We're about to watch. I mean, freaking Molinero's going to do it. I know he's like 5'3", but he's also quite large. The Gorilla Hulk. He's 5'3", five, three, five, three wide, too. 5'3", three by 5'3". 
Classic square man. So, yeah, that's Nolf. That's yeah. I don't know. I don't think we have a ton of ton of depth at seven four. I know Mikhail will be in the mix, and maybe Chenzo. But you know, Chenzo and Mark not registered. People asking about that. What what to make of that? I, I just think, you know, they're probably coach's decision. Their decision. They're not. I'm I'm surprised. I really thought we'd see at least Mark try to make a team this year. He didn't and, you didn't know, last year either. Well, I know. That's why I was like, okay. The word was we're gonna take this year, get healthy, and we're gonna sprint through 2020. And now he's not. And this is a guy that basically only made world teams every single year for how many straight summers. Now he's gonna have two without an attempt to make a world team. It just surprises me. It's that weight, man. That's he's got. He got decisions to make. Yeah, it's tough. So uh, that's seventy four. I think. Uh, do we do we pause going through all the weights and and go to questions? Being that it's nine oh seven right now. Well, I was thinking about that too. Except that the back half of the weights, we might be able to fly through. Them. You might be able to fly through. Them. Well, they seated three at seventy nine, so that's pretty uh, not a ton to talk that's about. That's pretty quick. Ringer, Marsteller, Nate Jackson. Uh, so that's that's it. I don't know what there is to say. Uh, we know one of the potential semis, so. That's about it. And I know that they will be very different size, uh, different dimensions. Big Jackson might be a foot taller than Marsteller. It's possible. (laughs) It's possible. We'll we'll know for sure when you stood next to both of them. Oh, that's great. only then. So that's 79. 86. Sammy Brooks has kind of quietly been having – he's been wrestling kind of awesome. Sammy Brooks has one seed. Hmm? He's beaten Heflin. He's never lost to Miles Martin. I mean, has he ever beaten? Now, how did it go? PD three versus uh, Sammy Brooks in the in the Iron Room is a question. Why don't we just ask PD three? You know, he'll what? tell us. I'm gonna call him right now. He okay. doesn't. Thanks. He doesn't really talk that much. He's probably Pe- just gonna keep it. Pesk can keep it on the low. <laughs> 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 I I heard he was that Downey was doing well against Brooks at the time. Uh, but then you know, Miles Martin. How does he fit in here? This is a pretty. Pretty freaking salty weight. Uh, Miles Martin, Pat Downey, that ma- that match fascinates me. The Battle of Maryland, as you'll call it, mm-hmm. probably. So yeah, I I don't. Know, part of me kind of wants to pick Downey, just cause it'll, you know, just loving the ride, be kind of fun. I don't know if he kid last. He got Ducharmed <laughs> here a year ago. He did. But he oh also, my god, he that also was a, wasn't training. He was that not was training. A drastically different Pat Downey. He was very what? Good. The first match that I mean. Wasn't it a year ago that Dowdy was – I mean, his Twitter was audacious, and he came out and – no, that was two years ago two that years he was ago. audacious. But last year still, everybody wanted to see where Pat was at, and he came out and he gasped. They blew the whistle. He was like, yo, I need – I'm challenging that whistle. <laughs> challenging in the first whistle because I'm already tired. And he didn't look good, and then he came back and he had his – Heck of a tournament. Otherwise, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, so he's he's going to be an X factor here. How has, how much competition has he been doing this last year? Uh, he did the Schultz. He lost to uh, Tori Blanca, the guy who always wrestles David Taylor Tough mm-hmm. at uh, Sarah Pilato. So he's wrestling. He's in a you know actual structure with NJRTC, and those those guys seem to really like him, and they they seem to have a good rapport. He looked really good at the Schultz. Um, now, obviously, none of those guys, you know, Heflin, um, 
Heflin Brooks and Miles Martin were there, but the one time that I saw him, he looked really good. Had that really clutch uh, Lubu throw to beat Brett Farr. Oh, yeah, Brett Farr is involved. So that's 86. Going to be a good one. 92, the match I'm looking forward to the most, Bo Nickel, Mike Machiavello, could be, should be a semi, which that's freaking I, – I, I really like Machiavello's freestyle potential, mm-hmm. but I, I think Nickel's going to win this entire entire weight. He's really, really good. And wh- where's 92, Bracky? Is that Rutgers? Yes. Yes. Hang on. I'm... It's at Rutgers. Yes, it is. So that would, I mean, potentially Bo Jaden? Yes. Sign me up. Might be my most anticipated Final X match. We got to get there. It's got to happen, but I think it's going to happen. 97, hey. Gadsden Walls Mahalik still entering. Um, he's really good. Ben, ben Hannes Green Ellis out of the three. How it? He got the three. How is Sam Hell? How is Mahalik. Sam Hell is Ben? How is Ben Honus the three seed? Ben Honus. How is Ellis. Ben Honus? How is Ben Honus the freaking three seed? Blaze Cobble beat Gadisov. Mahalik beats Varner. Ben Honus. <laughs> well, he got he plays eighth at NCAA. Eighth at NCAA's. <laughs> hey, hey, that gotta be that. Something's wrong with there. Something Maybe happened. There was a typo. There was a something got lost in translation. <laughs> what happened? Between, Wait. There was an email sent from Buenos Aires to Colorado Springs. Somewhere got intercepted. Probably, I'm thinking, by Rob Cole. <laughs> Rob Cole went Ben Honus three seed. <laughs> we love we love hitting Mahalik in the quarters. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's probably the most notable thing about 97. Gadsden uh, has won the U.S. Open. And uh, looks like he'll probably probably do it again. Where's Ryan Ryan Mc, McWaters? He was eighty six. Well, he I probably just, can't get he, off work. He can't get off work. He was like a, he's like a firefighter. He might be battling wildfires right now. Oh shoot! <laughs> he's, hey, me and Spay are having a beer with him after the open. Of course you were. And we're like, like, dude, look, I'm not gonna lie. Like, wh- where did you come from? Like, how how did you Ooh. even train for this? He's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm a fireman. I I go to the local high school, roll around like once a week. He got like six last year, just just rolling around. There are all kinds of freaks out there that that if they like trained full time, you have no idea how how good they could be. I don't know that you'd ever like win the weight or anything, but like, he got six just rolling around in the in his high school for a week, fighting fires. Yeah. <laughs> did Austin Schaefer win the Open last year? He, he did. did. He did. And then what? He retired. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's hurt still. He got hurt. <laughs> And what, right I, I, haven't see, I haven't seen him since. He, he won. He was also in the World Team Trials finals and got hurt. Yeah. Yes. Didn't he win the U.S. Open and then was, like, transferred to RTCs or something? He's a That's, wild card. That guy is funny. Yeah, he actually did. He went from that Cornell. Happened, to, yeah. He went from Cornell to Oklahoma. Yep. He's like, thanks for coaching me up, guys. I'm out. <laughs> Thanks for coaching me up to the pinnacle of my career, deuces. He's like, I've learned all I can. And then there's 125, Adam Kuhn, Derek White, semi, or actually it'll be Tanner Hall uh, versus Derek White in the quarters. Hamida Nelson, Dom Bradley, looking like Nelson Kuhn or Kuhn, Dom Bradley, and uh, I'll take Kuhn. Where is, uh, where's Gable? 
Minneapolis, Minnesota. He's not yeah, entering. Dog. I don't know if he's going to try for trials either. I think he's a first-year junior still. So I think he he's cadet eligible. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. nine. So he can. He kind of got options. Okay. That's that weight. That's all the weights. More to come Thursday. He's mess. We'll take some questions from friends. First things first. Classic plug for Home Ad Advantage. We love giving plugs to other podcasts. By other, I mean one podcast. Sam Herring, Jude Fisher. They're Swisher. Having- Swisher? Swisher. Dang it. I'm never going to get it. That's why I just call him Jude. It's a cool name. I like Jude. Hey, Jude. I'm sorry. I never get your name right. That's why. The one time I tried to say it. They have Dan Dennis on their podcast. I think it's coming out today, so you should listen to it. Dan Dennis is the man. I love Dan Dennis. Yeah. He is the man. He is is the he wrestling? Is he wrestling Greco? <laughs> He's wrestling Greco. Oh, man. <laughs> he lost a bet in his wrestling Greco, apparently. At the Open? Yes. <laughs> what? I did. That's not he, true. I t- listen, Willie, he called me yesterday. <laughs> We're talking on the phone. He's like, hey, could you give a plug for the podcast? I'm like, sure, no problem. He's like, oh, are you going to the Open? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, cool. He's like, I'm like, are you? He's like, yeah, I'm wrestling Greco. I'm like, what? He's like, no. He, and then he goes, he's like, is that stupid? Like, he was like <laughs> earnestly asking for advice. Like, should I do this? I'm like, well, I'm like, well, Dan, he's like, I selfishly, I'd love to watch you wrestle, but, but be careful. You know, <laughs> I don't know if he, I don't know. He probably won't care. He's like, I'm not getting thrown on my head. He's like, I'll leg foul. I don't care. That's <laughs> what so he said. He's like, I'm going to leg foul all the time. And they're going to put me down, and I'm going to leg foul again. <laughs> I swear he said all this. He's he the gets best. on top, it's over. That's what he said. He's like, I can turn these guys. He's like, there's a different level when these guys get on top. So, Dan, I'm sorry if you didn't want me to say all that, but it was pretty funny. He's so awesome. Yeah, you're the so you're the man, Dan. What can I say? Also, People- I'm glad he's going to the. I'm, I'm glad he's going to the open because I have his computer charger. I've had his, his computer charger since national preps. Oh yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> and he just like he asked me to mail it. I basically basically said no. I mean, why won't you I mail? I just didn't. Because I've been busy. Number one. Oh, two, oh my oh, god. Freaking break. Busy. You've been too Number busy two. to mail something to Dan Dennis. Apologize for that. Say you have not been he busy. Was the- no, say that. Say the words. I did not want to do it. That's what it is. Wait, listen. Listen to this. He was at NCAA's. <laughs> he was at NCAA's. Literally, like, where are you at? I said, I'm on the floor on the press thing. He's like, all right, I'm in section 105. I was like, all right, cool. Come down and get your computer charger. He went ghost. Then after that NCAs, he's like, "Hey, could you just mail it to me?" <laughs> so I don't know how bad he wants either. All right, there's there's guilt to go around. Something tells me Dan Dennis don't need a computer. Listen, if those conversations, those stories about Dan Dennis aren't enough to make you want to listen to that podcast, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. All right, questions. Um. Well, hey, congratulations are in order. Our FRL family is going to grow by one, maybe two. It could be yes, triplets. Yeah. Do we know there's I just one? Kyle Bracky. No, we do know. It's just one. I don't know. They, he could be shadow <laughs> obscuring. Sometimes the, they mutate, the right? You know? Some alien yeah. hour it stuff. Could, there could be a, some kind of eclipse going on there. Yeah, <laughs> an eclipse. That's the word I'm looking what, for. What if they were perfectly – what if it's twins? They were perfectly in sync. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and they were yeah hiding each other. I wow. think Have you considered that? I'm pretty sure it's I'm not twins. considered that, mainly when the doctor was like, it's just one. It's, wh- what do they know? The jury's right. still out on God. medical what? science, dude. Okay. Wouldn't the most poetic thing – 
if Kyle Bradkey's baby came out with special powers, if like some kind of some kind of like you know like alien <laughs> force or like maybe it has a rack, like a deer rack, like a like maybe some it's kind Mothman. Of special thing. Those maybe are it's called Mothman. antlers. Um, yeah. So the question is. Where's the freaking question? What alien hour mythical creature is Bracky basing his baby shower off of? Ooh, if I had to choose one, it would be Mothman for it'd sure. It would be Mothman themed? Yeah. It's just, it's near and dear to the heart. Yeah. It's just down the road. He's a good guy. We can maybe have it in Point Pleasant. Wow. Yeah. They probably don't have a lot of baby showers there. Mm, they probably do. <laughs> okay. Not probably... a lot of babies born in Point Pleasant. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Could any. So, congrats to the, to the Brackies. <laughs> And um, I'm you. still, I'm still pretty sure they're twins. Okay. I t- actually took a look. Olivia posted the the sonogram. Yeah. I, I thought I saw two. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I'll Girl. show you. I'll show you the image. I later. think we go back the, uh, tomorrow, so I'll ask the doctor. Well, I'll, I'll just come. Oh yeah. And I'll be like, yeah. hey, wh- let's take a look here. Freezing in hands. <laughs> when do doctor we find out if it's a boy or a girl? And are you going to be secret that? about it, or will will you publicize the? Gender? No, I'm sure we'll publicize it. Publicize. I think we still got. A little bit. I'm not sure how long. Due in November, so we're yep. we're all very excited about that. Could any of the FRL cast win a match in the junior division? No. Well, certainly I couldn't. Um, Definitely, you count yourself out, no man. Don't speak no. for me. Uh, I listen. Kyle Brack, he, he. Here's the thing. If he could, he beat one of the guys in the bracket at 65. Well, yeah. You're on 65. Yeah, he better get his butt down to 65. Yeah, yeah. No, 65 at the biggest. For sure. 61. Um, yeah, I think he's 61, personally. I'd get him down to 61. I just got, <laughs> you should see what he eat. This morning, he r- rips out a Mountain Dew and a Rice Krispie. It he has the, an amp. An um, amp, whatever. It's green can. He has the worst diet of anyone. He has a worse diet than you, Willie. He has that's the worst not true. Diet. Who has a worse diet than you? Because he just pounds butt heavies. That's true. I just okay. drink Coke. <laughs> that's true. Okay. You have the second worst diet and flow. All right, cool. Um, so we could get you down to I, No, I think I could beat somebody in a bracket. I do, too. You, uh, you do. You do. Bader, Bader could, too. Sure. Mike right. could, too. Bader and Mike. So, yeah, next time you think we're just some uh, some journalists behind the mic, we have at least three guys that could win a match at, at the junior level. So. And if you're going to go down to cadets, oh, nice. pff, watch out. That's a, that's a wrap, cadets. I was I'm, eyeing I some of those. A, I might even take a period at cadets. I was eyeing some of those cadets this weekend. Oh, yeah? No. <laughs> those kids are really good. <laughs> yeah, they are pretty dang good. Uh, thoughts on Matt Parker transfer. Matt Parker transferred to Penn State. Who has more upside, Teske or Parker? I don't know. I would guess Teske. I really liked Parker coming out. I thought he was going to be really solid. I just I don't, I don't get this. Why? Just because I thought... I thought Parker. I thought both the Parkers were like kind of done. Now Scotty obviously was like seniors. So that makes more sense. I bet Matt, Carson Coon thought he was done too. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, got the Jerry call. Frayer thought he was done. I don't know. I just I don't I don't quite understand this. Well, Maddie had a bunch of Maddie had a bunch of injuries. He had uh, surgery on his hand, I believe. Um, and I I don't I don't know where. Parker's at. I don't even know if he knows where he's at as far as his ability. He's been off the map for a long time. Yeah, so I'm, I don't know. I, I think I just read this as Penn State is they want multiple bullets. 
they're they're pretty snake bit at twenty five and they're trying to make something happen. Does this add and by the way I get I get a flat tire. I'm trying to change my tire and then the 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 state cop was like asking me about he's like, What do you think they're gonna do at twenty five? I'm like, dude, dude, it's Easter. I'm I need to change my tire right now. I don't know what they're doing at twenty five. <laughs> Wait, the state cop was asking you about Penn State's 125 situation? Yeah, he was kind of like, just kind of (laughs) like, making conversation. Can can you hand me a lug nut, officer? Right, right. I love love cops. I love service men and women. But I had like a Ford freaking Fiesta on Route 80. And every time, like, I'm laying prostrate. On the side of the road in a pair of USA wrestling sweatpants, trying to change his tire, the cop comes up, scared the bejesus out of me. I, I literally, I literally said, he said something. I'm like, yo, you scared that ass out of me. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, uh, right? And so I'm trying to change his tire, and he's like, where are you coming from? I don't know. Where are you coming from? I said a wrestling tournament. He's like, ah, oh, wrestling. He's like, Penn State's pretty good. I'm like, yeah, Penn State's good. Uh, he's like, what do you think they're going to do at 25? I'm like, I don't know. I'm trying to put this donut on this car. And there's, <laughs> semis, there's semis going by at freaking 80 miles an hour, and the Ford Fiesta feels like it's going to drop on my head. <laughs> <laughs> that is concerning. Man, that's a true underdog story. Uh, I don't think there's many people – out there that have changed a tire with with double gout. JP Rosney sent him Facebook. Uh, Willie's car now has gout. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you gave your car gout. That's why it had a flat tire. <laughs> yeah. Somebody said on Twitter, he's like, a flat tire is kind of like a is a gout for a car. I agree. Yeah. It is. Wow. What? Um, called AAA. Yes, my car has gout. Okay. Next question. Where do we go? A lot of questions about seeds. We kind of got into it, so I'm not going to answer those. Um, that's a hypothetical. Oh, now, Casey Kreider, NFL pro bowler. Will Willie's gout affect his ability to dominate fantasy sports? Mm-mm, no way. If anything, it gives me more power. Really? Yeah. Okay. More time on computer. <laughs> I like I like the second part of his question. Secondary question: Could he win a fantasy football league while also drafting me to his team in the top three rounds? Yes. <laughs> oh wow! You have to do it next now year. You have now to do it. You have to draft Casey Kreider. <laughs> I mean, fantasy fantasy is won and lost on the backside <laughs> in the eighth, in the twelfth round, and in if you. Also, maybe having good players in and, the first. Couple. I mean, put it this way: I, I've won several leagues. I've won several leagues several times where my number one draft pick blows his ACL in week two. So that'd be like, you know what I mean? I know. It's I possible. do know what you mean. I do know what you mean. Okay, Rye asks FRL. According to Ben Askren's World Championship scoring breakdown, gut wrenches outscored leg laces five to one. So gut wrenches were a thing last year. Can wrestling nomad be reached for comment? I'm saying it's going to be a thing this year in the United States of America, and I will 
run some numbers. Well, you at didn't. Some s- point. You were watching Euros when you tweeted. I know. Guts I was get- watching Euros because I think the really smart kids and even higher level guys read the tea leaves and look and and are watching film constantly and are looking for yeah. holes. And I think they're going to be more prominent this year than they were last year. If anyone would yeah, like to Vladimir run the numbers feeling- and prove me wrong, by all means. But I'm gonna I'm gonna you die are, on this hill, or I'm gonna be the, I'm gonna win Game of Thrones. You're kind of changing the deal. and then you were like. No, okay. Here's what it is. Here's what it is. Because I'm not going to say it again. I'm not going to say it again. And you can you can tweet me. I'm not. I'm going to say it. Gut wrenches will be more important this year in American wrestling than they were last year. I want the record to clearly show those are the first times those words have been spoken. Okay, well, you that's, were talking that's about why I'm a, that's, that's why I'm a, that's why I'm clarifying it. That is what I meant at the time that I said it. I understand I was watching Euros. And you understand that we brought it up multiple times, and you didn't mention it then that you were talking about America. So okay, well, I'm talking about America. All right. I'm talking about America. So and already Joe Cologne, the prophecy fulfilled. Boom, boom. So okay, so guts were a thing, but not in America. So what, Willie? Were you gonna say he's walking Kinchikishvili Aliyev, and like Snyder's gonna be a problem on top this year? Yeah, Jaden Cox gonna gut everybody, I think. This year. <laughs> so last year. Uh, last year at Final X, uh, there were 10 points scored off gut wrenches and 22 scored off leg laces. So that means five guts and 11 laces. Um. So, Sion Greyjoy. Guts in all the five Final X matches. What'd you say? So there were only five guts in all the men's freestyle Final X matches, is what you're saying? Yes. And it was it was a lot of Cologne and Nashon. Yeah, Nashon's parterre D kind of skews the numbers. Uh, are the rumors true that JB is signing with Nittany Lion Wrestling Club to better scout his international competition? Ask Sion Greyjoy. I don't think that's going to happen, but would it be wouldn't be a stupid move? Um, any other questions stand out to you, boys and girls? D- Dake got one. Uh, Garrett got six points off gut wrench. Joe Cologne got two. Those were the 10 points. Garrett got six points off guts? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gracious. Nation has great, like, hip-hop and arch on his gut. His gut's very good. All right. Uh, anything else before we depart at 9.28 a.m.? Um, use Open's cool. We got uh, – what – Spay got all the – Women's previews taken care of, right? We got th- we got three different people writing those. We got Timmy Timmy Hands working on Greco. Willie put out Junior Freestyle Seed predictions. Uh, junior Greco will be there. World Team Trials. I know we've said, but I'm gonna say it again. Final X spots on the line. Uh, men's Freestyle 57, 61, and 70. There you have it. Okay. Well, we got we got double. When are we when are we the doing back. the next show? What are when we doing? are we doing the next show? Let's plan it right now. I think Thursday at 10 o'clock uh, Central. Willie will probably have his pajamas on in the South Point Hotel. Uh, we'll do it regular time. Wait, 8 o'clock here we, is 6 o'clock. Yeah, I guess we could do it before wrestling started. 6 a.m. Thursday. Willie. 6 a.m. Vegas. That sounds excellent. I'm, I'm, I will be totally prepared and not at all like... In a horrible mood. Hung over. Mm-mm. Well, Not that's, in Vegas. Sounds very much in your control. Um, Not at uh, six o'clock. We'll figure something out. I would like to do it. Um, 
You will be there or in a plane? I will be on a plane. Bracket hey, wait a second. When does... I'll be on... I land in Vegas like 6 a.m. Thursday. It's crazy. I, I leave Austin night. at 5. When, when is the draft? Is it Thursday? Friday? Thursday. First round Thursday night. Oh, man. 2, 3, Friday night. 4 through 7, Saturday. All right, Caleb's in the control room. We are ready to go. If you would like to play us out, there it is. They're ready to go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to 371 different episodes of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. We'll be back again. That is a guarantee. This is not the last episode. I promise you. What? The Leopard of Joy Bar won uh, Asian Championships in 97. All right. He hasn't actually wrestled. Now he's actually wrestling. So the Leopard is back, and he just won Asians. That's breaking news somehow. I don't know how we're just now finding this out. We'll be back maybe Thursday, maybe next week. We'll figure it out. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time.